from India's largest newsroom, I'm Arun George, and this is the Times of India podcast. Thanks to COVID-19, offices have largely been shut for nearly two years. In that time, there's been a lot of work from home and some degree of hybrid working, depending on what you do. But as my colleague Malini Goel says in today's episode, there's another major change that's affecting office workers across India. A lot of these people, they do not turn their video on during the meetings. So, three months gone, six months gone, you only know the email signatures of your colleagues. You have only heard their voices, never seen them on video, never met them offline. And that is where the disconnect started uh, surfacing more and more. So in terms of office romance, keeping the name anonymous, uh, quote unquote, from somebody who is in Delhi, he told me uh, as part of my cohort-based course on dating, he was a participant and he told me, Radhika, abhi to office bhi nahi hai. Office romance ki bhi vaat lag gai. Is office romance dead? Or is it reinventing itself for the remote, hybrid, virtual world? Historically, our offices have been a fertile ground for romance. And why not? When most of us end up spending at least eight hours a day in our offices. For decades, they've paired up well at our workplaces. In fact, office romance has inspired many movies, from Bollywood to Hollywood. It has also created many power couples, right from Michelle and Barack Obama to now divorced Bill and Melinda Gates. A recent survey done by SHRM, which is Society for Human Resource Management, revealed half of US workers have had a crush on a colleague and over a third of them have been or are involved in workplace romance. Thanks to the pandemic and work from home, the world of office romance is changing. I spoke to Reema Bhagya, a young girl in her 20s, an MBA grad working with an MNC in Bangalore. Reema, what has been your experience of office romance? in the pre-pandemic world? Actually, after my MBA, we had uh, six weeks of classroom training as an induction. And then we started with our respective roles um, in the company. So during that uh, induction period, it was like, uh, like almost like being in college again. Everybody would have all of the classes together from morning to evening, and we would have lunch together when we would... Um, tea together. So it kind of was a breeding ground for socialization and just building closer bonds among that peer cohort. And uh, in fact, two of the people got into a relationship and ended up getting married as well. And today they are married. So I think physical proximity and spending time sharing meals, discussing projects, assignments just brings people closer. And uh, the next cohort that we had after the pandemic in 2020, we were sort of supposed to be mentors and buddies to them. But uh, because it was purely virtual, it would just be Zoom call and we could see their faces and they could see ours. But um, I think the the kind of cohesiveness that we had 
they didn't have an opportunity to build that kind of bonding and then therefore romances or even friendships were not as strong and easy to build as it was pre-pandemic what about now reema in the virtual post-pandemic world do you think office romance is dead my personal opinion is that um if it's a purely virtual setup it's just really difficult to build intimate close relationships um but if it's going to be hybrid and people can catch up physically even once or twice a week or three times a week it would lead to uh, more closeness and then they can always take it offline go to each other's houses uh, discover shared interests meet up for community meetups or other things around the neighborhood but at least a couple of physical meetings are required to get comfortable um, and just feel the presence and the vibe of the other person i spoke to arti choudhury an hr expert and also a posh expert posh's prevention of sexual harassment by the way arti has had her own share of office romance she talks about that too arti what was it like to have office romance in the 1990s and what has changed over the years what about corporates and their policies i think it's a completely different world from what it was in the 90s of course technology has had a huge role to play in how office romances have panned out but i think the other major shift that i have observed is in the 90s and i'm sure even before it's not as if office romances didn't happen but um, they were more clandestine people were more discreet uh, we went to great lengths to hide the fact that you were seeing somebody who was also a colleague um management used to frown upon it it was not something that was uh, welcomed in fact uh, many organizations even had policies uh, prohibiting any kind of relationships at work and if you did have a formal relationship let's say you were married to somebody um, organizations also had policies where one of you had to leave the organization because uh, you could not work in the same company and uh, i remember i used to work with this organization which also had this policy that you know if people uh, two colleagues got married one of them had to leave so there was a situation where um, this boy and this girl were so called dating or seeing each other or were in a relationship and it was a major talking point in the office and major discussion as to how do we deal with it now what should we do because they're not married but you know they they are seeing each other and they're staying in the same house this is the 90s early 90s the company used to provide bachelor accommodation which housed both male and female employees and they stayed in the same so called bachelor house and um, they were in a relationship so i i remember being part of this meeting where four five hr folks are sitting there and discussing what do we do so somebody is saying should we speak to their parents so and then somebody says you know what they're probably sleeping together and then somebody and says you know the problem is when they're together they're not sleeping and it was like what are we talking about you know and uh, because the policy said that if they are married one of them will have to leave now they're not married so you can't ask one of them to leave that's the world that was there i met who's rajneesh who's now my husband also at that time in the 90s and we were working in the same organization and like many others you know when we were seeing each other we went to great lengths to hide it from the management 
I mean, we were not even in the same location. So very interestingly, technology um, did not come to our rescue. So we had these STD calls and he used to send me a fax from his location to my office location. Time was fixed. I would go and stand near the fax machine so that nobody else sees that fax because it's of a personal nature. We would send memos marked personal through the internal dark of the organization. So all kinds of things happened. But largely, I would say it was not something that was very open. Uh, it was still gossip. Organizations, leadership didn't know how to deal with it. I think that has changed a lot. Now what I see in organizations, there is the realization that this will happen. And how do we deal with it so that there is no conflict of interest? So that huge shift I'm seeing, I'm seeing organizations come up with dating policies. The concept of dating didn't exist in the 90s. Of course, it also has uh, its implications on sexual harassment at workplace. When policy is being crafted, organizations are also looking at how will we look at consensual relationships. When awareness is being created around sexual harassment at workplace, consensual relationships are called out. And examples of when a consensual relationship can also lead to complaints of sexual harassment are talked about, uh, situations are discussed. So I think today there is a lot more, at least, acknowledgement of the fact that relationships will happen. I wanted to ask you, do you see some long-term implications of the hybrid work from home, remote era, having on office romance? What will change about it on a long-term basis? So I think when it comes to office romance, on a long-term basis, I see it's getting even better. Because uh, the technology, the hybrid workspace allows one to, uh, you know, use both um, aspects of connecting with each other. So in the hybrid space, they are also able to meet in person and at the same time stay connected online. Um, another aspect of it that I have seen, and we, we were discussing this at our clients, is in the hybrid space, what is happening is there are fewer uh, employees in the office. So um, we've even had challenges where HR and admin has been talking about, you know, now we have uh, spaces where um, there's nobody else around. Some people have been caught on CCTV, indulging in physical PDA kind of thing in the office because nobody else is around. And uh, those challenges have also emerged. And uh, the other challenges around using company devices, and um, we've also had situations where people are making personal comments or, uh, you know, engaging in those kind of conversations during team meetings, whether it's on Teams or Zoom or whatever. So we, we are seeing that, and I see more and more of that happening. I also spoke to Radhika Mohta. She is a relationship coach. And she conducts a cohort-based course on dating. Over 1,500 singles have signed up for her course. And she's helping them get better in the world of romance. Radhika, tell us about some of the big shifts in the world of love and romance that you are noticing. Have dating platforms in any significant way changed the world of office romance? 
So I'll admit that uh, I, I've been matchmaking and doing relationship coaching for uh, a little over three years now. Apps have allowed people to expand the number of options that they have. And at the same time, it has led to paradox of choices. So we are trying to shrink the world in the name of uh, globalization, in the name of, uh, you know, uh, having like-minded people on apps. But at the same time, people are going through a dating fatigue. There are way too many options. And in a nutshell, the fact that we are spending way more time on our screens and are more dependent on an app or a screen to communicate with people is basically taking us a bit farther away from people. So are you hinting that office romance may have uh, become less or a bit de-emphasized simply because there were just too many options available on your cell phone, right? So there are two sides to this story. One is the fact that uh, there are people who do not want to take a chance of, uh, and particularly after the Me Too movement, there are people who do not want to risk their careers and do not want to take a chance by approaching somebody from their workplace. And uh, they are very well aware of uh, technology, all the apps, subscriptions, websites that are out there. So they are like, you know, exclude the office pool and let me just try all other options available. And then at the same time, there are also people who are spending 10 hours, 12 hours a day only at the workplace. So when you're trying to clock in 45 hours, 60 hour work weeks, uh, your office folks are literally the only social beings that you have throughout the week in your most productive hours, uh, in the time that you are awake, in the time that you are out and about. And uh, therefore, particularly with startups, with companies which are younger in their life cycle, They have dating policies in place. They are encouraging uh, office romance. In fact, uh, recently we had uh, this augmented reality startup that went on to do intern hiring. And as part of the intern hiring, they offered a two-wheeler rental subscription, Netflix subscription for entertainment, also Bumble, the dating app subscription for dating. You could reinvent office romance for the virtual world, right? There are different ways to communicate, get to know each other, even if it's a Zoom call and first initiate things online and then offline. Did you see some of that happening as well in some of the people you've worked with? So I did hear of early stage startup founders and uh, their early employees. It was usually the HR who's like their first female hire typically get along well. Uh, They started dating. I've seen people get married during the pandemic when they just got introduced to each other because they were 
crazy busy deep in work and uh, these were the only set of people they were surrounded by even virtually and that's the reason you know when they were when they were fundraising when they were uh, hiring like left right center when they were knocking off their task these were the people who were part of their support system so it was great for them to be able to bond Radhika, are you seeing ways in which office romance will reinvent, will change on a long-term basis post-pandemic? Absolutely. So uh, I have two examples in mind here. One is uh, of the kind of companies where, you know, you have a lot of, again, I deal with a lot of people in their 20s and 30s. Um, so I've seen people plan vacations together on their own. So I and my husband, uh, Sushil, we were in Sikkim last year for a vacation ourselves. And we came across a lot of people uh, who were in Lachin, Lachung, making their snowman on weekends, taking up hostels in the weekdays, working together. And when I asked them, uh, how do you know each other? A lot of them would tell me, oh, this person is my office colleague. That person is that office colleague's school friend. And this person is this person's fiance. And then all of us got together and this is our vacation. So one way is for people have figured it out themselves that we do want to spend time with our colleagues and uh, our offices are not yet open. So what's the best way for us to sort of do city level meetups? The other side is of certain startups. So again, I, I live in HSR in Bangalore and uh, we have an amazing startup ecosystem here. So I'm constantly told about, hey, um, my company arranged for this offsite or for that matter, there are startups which have rented out villas in Goa for the entire year. And they are creating batches of people so that you can book your slots go to that villa, do a vacation with your team and go back to your hometowns. So that is again, allowing people to interact, to spend time together, to have non-work hours together as well. And uh, at least friendships will form from here. If something happens beyond platonic, that's up to them. A few years back, Me Too movement gained steam. A lot of cases came to light. Many talk about this and how this might instill fear and caution among office people and also may have an impact on office romance. I'm just curious, did Me Too movement at all impact the world of office romance? Frankly, Organizations that I work with, I investigate almost five to six complaints of sexual harassment every month. Uh, basis that, I would say that there hasn't been too much change in the fact in the number of office romances that one is seeing. Basis the impact of the Me Too movement because awareness is still low. Uh, understanding of uh, you know how a person expresses their uh, disagreement is still low. And also people's ability to say no has still not reached the stage where they can say it firmly yet respectfully. So um, I would say that things still continue. Uh, people do try to date others. 
do try to build relationships. And yes, they're still continuing. The other thing that has happened is that because of this uh, whole law around sexual harassment and, um, you know, complaints coming in, the understanding that um, consent, how is consent seen under this law, that is very limited. So we we do see cases where, you know, when a person is informed that there is a complaint against them, their their reply might be that, oh, but it was consensual or why did the person not say so earlier? Why did, um, you know, they allow this to happen? Or another person said the same thing. They haven't complained about them. Why me? So uh, the understanding of consent is fairly low. You know, office romances through WhatsApp, through chats, through video calls. I see a lot of that happening. And uh, people sending messages, late night pinging. Um, We've even had situations where somebody has sent their nude photos to colleagues in the office. We've had situations where people have been sexting each other, you know, and uh, especially post-pandemic, a lot of that has come forward. Do you see any significant shift? How are digital tools being used and also misused? Absolutely. This is a conversation I'm having with most of my clients that, you know, how do we move beyond sexual harassment? The the policy on POSH usually has this part covered of working remotely, but uh, also looking at the dating policies uh, about, uh, you know, some of them need to declare that if they are in a relationship, if they have a conflict of interest. So organizations are already having these conversations that is it time to put these policies in place, also keeping in fact that uh, remote working is a reality. For many organizations, the hybrid model will continue. So are there one or two rules that you think many are contemplating, which we might begin to see going forward? So one certainly is that if you are in a relationship, you remove the conflict, if a conflict exists. So if you're in the same team or if you're in a reporting relationship, or if you have access to certain information, declare it up front, let not the organization find out in some way. I think that would be the case even in earlier era, right? This whole uh, remote working, leveraging technology kind of thing, what it has done is it has made organizations sit up and take notice and say, look, we do need to now put it in black and white. So even if they didn't do it earlier, they need to. Similarly, uh, more stringent policies around use of company devices and company-provided infrastructure. So whether it is, uh, you know, the logins for Teams meetings, etc., utilizing that because we've also had situations where uh, people have indulged in certain behavior which is treated as inappropriate, especially if that same thing had happened in person in the office, but people have used their Teams logins and, you know, So all of that. So organizations are sitting up and taking notice of that. We've had situations where people are watching pornography during office hours because they're working from home on a company device. So that is being uh, really looked at more stringently. Today's episode was produced by Shashwat Kumar, Anuja Singh and Sunay Marathi. 
for a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TOI Plus, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at toipodcast at timesinternet.in.